Hello everyone, I'm Mark Saxford and I want to welcome you all to my new podcast called People Behind Brands, brought to you by Making Websites Better. Throughout the series, I'll be opening up my little black book of contacts where I'll be joined by an inspirational guest from the world of business, getting to the bottom of what made them so successful. In each episode, I'll be touching upon the highs and the lows that every professional has faced along the way. To never miss an episode, subscribe to exclusive content now and follow us on our social media platforms. People behind brands. Life lessons from the world of business. A travel fan, but a family man. Our next guest joins us to promote his new business venture, Ultimate Travel Club. An exclusive travel club that includes many exciting benefits in the wake of the global pandemic and the chance to holiday once again. As the former CMO of Walt Disney and founder of the highly successful organisation Pimento, Stephen Knight is a well-known, well-respected individual who is here to share his personal and professional story. Let's get right to the heart of this great man. It's great to get you on our podcast and find out more about your brand, your experience and who you are as a person. How are you feeling today? Tip-top, despite the weather. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great out there, is it, unfortunately, especially for a, for a summer July. Um, so where, where are you joining us from today then? I've just moved to the Cotswolds, uh, so I'm in the countryside, and I'm based at a little village called Fulbrook. Excellent. Um, so Stephen is a seasoned chief marketing officer with over 35 years experience. He has worked for Fortune Top 500 and FTSE Top 100 companies, including the Walt Disney Company. A former advertising agency executive, Stephen founded the world's first virtual full-service marketing agency, Pimento, which now has a network of over 5,000 people within 200 agencies and consultancies. Pimento has also become a recent partner with Making Websites Better, the sponsor of this podcast. During his career, Stephen has served on various boards and has held several NED positions and is a trustee for a not-for-profit energy company and has worked with brands right across the travel industry with cruise, airline and OTAs. Stephen has now a particular focus on launching uh, a new venture, which is incredibly passionate about, Ultimate Travel Club, a brand new members-only travel club that will give subscribers access to the industry's best prices, previously only available directly to travel agents. Before their official launch in September 2021, Ultimate Travel Club are offering consumers the chance of becoming a founder member and join the 500 Club. You can do this by visiting the site www.ultimatetravelclub.com. So, Steve, let's get straight into and talk more about Ultimate Travel Club. What is the idea behind this new venture and how will it benefit those looking to travel again, especially after the pandemic? So, good morning, Mark, and thanks very much for, for having me. I um, really appreciate the opportunity to actually reach out to your listeners. Um, UTC, Ultimate Travel Club, is a leisure and travel club that offers its members commission-free travel for both here and in the UK, sorry, both in the UK and abroad. Um, unlike travel agents, both the offline and the online variety, we don't add any commission to the rates we negotiate with our suppliers. We run our business on the money we make from our membership subscriptions. This means that the rates and fares offered to our members are usually significantly cheaper than you'd find elsewhere. And we also provide the choice that a travel agent couldn't. You know, we have a huge array of products, um, all of which are available with no markups without the restricted availability you get from some existing travel clubs. Uh, and we back that promise with a price guarantee, whereby if you find a cheaper rate or fare for exactly the same product or service on a public-facing website, they will refund and cancel your booking and refund you the difference. 
So that's our objective, really, is to bring travel back better and do it in a, in a way that actually helps the consumer get more choice, better value, and outstanding service. Okay, excellent. Um, so launching something new is always exciting, but with so much experience and what you have achieved working for and setting up companies, what makes uh, Ultimate Travel Club particularly special for you? Well, let's face it, COVID has been dreadful for everyone. Uh, we've all been impacted in some way, shape or form. Um, people are in need of a break, some time out, whether it's here or, or abroad, um, and that they need access to, to great value. One of the things we've witnessed as part, as a consequence of, of the pandemic, is that the cost of travel has actually risen. Um, if you look at the average price, if you are renting a cottage or vacating here in the UK this year, um, there's been a substantial increase because obviously the demand is there. Um, over, abroad, in the markets, as they've opened up, we've seen sharp increases in prices, the short windows that people have been able to travel. So there's a lot of confusion. Uh, there's a lot of um, pent-up demand and at the same time, there's a lot of increasing costs. So with our subscription model, what we're hoping to do, for us, what we will be doing from, from, from September, as little as £19 a month, uh, is offering our subscribers, our members, access to a huge array of products. And from that £19 each month, £10 of that goes into their own travel wallet, pound for pound. Um, and we're able to offer club members a range of benefits that includes hotels, around 900,000 worldwide, in fact, holiday rentals, cottages, cruises, as well as discounts on flights, car hire. And for our Travel Plus members, we'll also include discounts at restaurants, theme parks, attractions, golf courses, cinemas and theatres. So it's a holistic proposition um, and it's designed to basically give access to products, in some cases, which otherwise wouldn't be available. So product that actually our suppliers give us exclusivity on, uh, given that we have... Um, a, a, a walled garden, if you like, of our subscribers. Um, and we're also obviously very acutely aware of our obligations um, to uh, the environment. So we partnered up with an organisation called Ecology. They're a leading environmental carbon offset project. And they're based here in the UK. And we're working with them to offset our members' carbon footprint and fund global climate projects. So part of each of our members' monthly subscription along with our own funds, will be used to plant a tree for every member every month. And then we hope within a year we'll be planting around a forest a month. Um, Ecology have been doing this for a while now, and they've been supporting climate projects around the world. And to date, they've planted 20 million trees. So there's really sort of three tenets to our proposition, which is great value, fantastic choice. Um, and to, to an extent, because let's be honest about it, travel does leave a, a carbon footprint but we're offsetting part of that carbon footprint, giving people, um, I guess, uh, more of a, a warm feeling about their travel arrangements and, and what, what they do. Yeah, it certainly sounds exciting. And obviously with, uh, you know, people getting back to travel now, uh, it gives them, as you say, an exclusive option, really. So um, as I mentioned before, you have a great uh, success being part of Walt Disney and, of course, Pimento. So talk to us about your experiences there. Well, Walt Disney, I mean, it's probably the most famous brand in the world. Uh, it's still the leading entertainment provider um, in the world. It's an outstanding business, incredible culture, um, and it's truly diverse, uh, both in terms of the people it engages and works with, the audiences it attracts, um, and its global coverage of its products and services. Um, and its whole philosophy is, is, is about creating wonderful, lifelong memories for both children and for adults. 
I think all of us have got you know, a favourite Disney film. Uh, many of us would have gone to a Disney theme park. Uh, many of us may have explored Disney on the high street, uh, walked into a shop or a Disney store, whatever it happens to be. Um, and there's multiple touch points um, across their businesses and creates what I regard as the ultimate experience brand. Um, and I've kind of learned from that, actually, how we can actually take brand experience and bring that to life with the various ventures that I've been involved in. But Pimento was developed from my experiences when I was head of brand and senior vice president for marketing for Disney in Europe, Middle East and Africa. Um, and like many businesses, Disney is um, incredibly siloed. Um, there has lots of different business um, entities from film to television to travel and so on. Um, and all of them are solid businesses, and many of those businesses exist um, in multiple countries. And my role was to basically take all of those silos and get them actively to work together um, to address company-wide objectives, to ensure that we were basically pulling the operating divisions together within the markets and across the region to support company-wide projects, whether it was a launch of a new movie or perhaps a new television network or perhaps a new theme park, um, we were able to leverage the might of our own media and all of our access to our customers across those businesses uh, for the benefit of the business overall. Um, and that sort of skill set and that sort of experience has been invaluable to me in business because it's about getting people to work together. It's about finding common ways we can get people to cooperate and, and, and benefit um, end customers and create brilliant experiences. Now, one of the interesting things about Disney is that it does a huge amount of its marketing itself. Um, a lot of its marketing spend and a lot of its media is owned. Um, that said, they spend somewhere around about 200 to 250 million pounds on advertising every year. And naturally enough, all the divisions within Disney all had uh, agencies supporting them. Um, some very good agencies, in fact. Uh, but each of those agencies, depending on what their actual marketing discipline was, um, came to the Disney um, company uh, with, a, with a, an objective, which was ultimately to sell their services. Um, and therefore, there was a limit to how objective they could be when they looked at a, a challenge or a marketing challenge, and um, they, they tended to default clearly back to what they actually did. So the ad agency would pitch advertising. Um, the uh, sponsorship agency would, would pitch sponsorship, direct marketing agency, direct marketing, and so on. And, you know, that, that's, that's up, great up to a point, but it's actually very difficult being a CMO these days, being a marketeer, because you have so many different channels to market. And actually understanding those channels that are actually going to really drive business performance can be very difficult. So my uh, conclusion to, to my experience in Disney was that I felt there was a better way in which clients and brands um, could actually access agency talent in a more objective way and get better value for money. Um, so a little bit, Exactly, Pimento in its own way was was a you know was about breaking the mold. It's it's a disruptor. It offers clients access to five and a half thousand marketing professionals. We've got over two hundred independent agencies in the UK, and we only work with independent agencies because I found them to be far more collaborative, um, in many respects more creative, uh, a lot more flexible, uh, and most importantly, you know, they really enjoy working together. They see the benefits of working together for their clients. And what we do is we create these bespoke teams by identifying what clients need, how we're going to drive their business performance, then drawing on that talent base of the network. Um, that way, clients basically get people who really understand their business, they understand the sector, uh, there are masters within their own chosen discipline, 
Um, and all of that activity is coordinated by a single person who basically manages that resource on behalf of the client. The client gets, frankly, effectively an outsourced marketing solution um, and it's bespoke in nature so it can be built around their own internal resources. Uh, they get better value, they get more seniority, they get more accountability um, and frankly, they get a better service. Um, and this has resonated with a lot of businesses that we've worked with. Well, we started out in 2005. Uh, it's become particularly relevant now, obviously through the COVID um, period. Um, a lot of the agencies we work with are remote um, have worked in a bespoke fashion for many, many years. So for them, it wasn't difficult to adopt a bespoke home working situation. Yeah. Um, and like UTC, as I say, it, it's about doing things in a more efficient way by giving better value and giving better choice. And I suppose those are the two parallels between Pimento and Ultimate Travel Club. Um, and it's, it's gone very well. Um, we continue to grow. I think we have 10 agencies join us each and every month. Um, our client base continues to grow and it's incredibly diverse yeah. as we're able to cover across a huge number of different categories. Now, your business experience is truly starting to be admired now with so much success, but what would you say is your why, you know, your why for striving for more on a personal level? Um, I guess I love what I do. You know, I'm kind of driven by a desire to shake things up and make things better. Um, my, my real passion is, is, is people. Um, surround yourself with people who are far better than yourself. Um, you'll learn from them. And um, by bringing those people and creating that cohesion, uh, you create fantastic teams. Um, and teams can change things. You know, they can make things better. And that's my passion is, you know, looking at a sector, looking at a business opportunity, working out actually why, why is it not working as well as it might? How is it broken? How can we use talent? How can we use ideas and creativity and sometimes technology to make things better for customers? And that's, that's what drives me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just touching back to uh, the Ultimate Travel Club. So the travel industry was obviously an area that was heavily affected by COVID-19, but how would you say the pandemic affected you personally rather than the business? Um, at a personal level, I mean, first of all, I, I got I got it. I got it quite early on. Um, we were doing an event in Manchester back in, in March of 2020, and I think I managed to um, get COVID there. It was literally the week before events got closed down, um, and we were hosting or being hosted at a, a large event where we had 10 of our agencies on a, um, a stand at an industry event. Uh, so I brought that home with me, and um, uh, Julie gave it to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but at a personal level, level I've, I've been really lucky. You know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate I have a home um, where I can work from. Um, I have access to a garden. Um, that's not been the same for everyone. You know, if you're a key worker, you're working in the front line, you're working in the NHS, you're a farmer, you're a small business owner or someone in the travel and hospitality industry, it, it's been hell. You know, it really has been. It's been really difficult. You know, you, you can't plan your business. Um, you can't... Um, uh, see the end in sight um, and there's been a lot of hope and then that hope's been dashed uh, it's been really 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 tough you know and I know from uh, my children uh, are all but one now working they're, they're working in, 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 in environments where they might be sharing a desk with three or four people in the house you know? and, and many of them have actually not seen um, members friends for ages so it's it's been really really difficult for a lot of people and I feel very fortunate that um 
um, I'm older um, and, and I feel very fortunate I've been able to basically escape the kind of um, the sharp end of, of some of this. Um, it was quite interesting. Last week, um, I was invited to do what we call a stress test um, on uh, a cruise line that's um, coming back into service. Uh, Celebrity Cruises, brilliant cruise, fantastic product, great people. Um, and they are um, doing, a, like a lot of the cruise lines at the moment, they're, they're, they're doing sailings around the UK. I probably can go on in a COVID-friendly environment and enjoy a six-day cruise around the British Isles. They wanted to basically stress test the product by inviting um, some, some friends and family on board before the ship went out for its first uh, revenue sailing. And what was incredible was that if you can imagine a year ago, they had 25,000 crew members that they had to repatriate around the world. Um, and these guys and girls come from literally around the world. Mm. And the ships that they um, were maintaining, um, you can't turn these things off. You have to basically, these are big ships. So what you have to do, you have to keep them running. So you have a, a minimum crew of 120 people on board um, throughout that period. So coming back together again with crews coming back from around the world, and being able to, the very first time, invite guests on board was a massive thing for them. You know, it was really, truly emotional um, happening. And um, we were fortunate, I think, 150 of us who were able to go on board for a ship that normally would um, have 3,000 guests and around 1,200 crew. Um, and the crew were all there. Um, but the welcome that we got when we got on board the ship and the emotion of the fact that they were able to cruise again was so significant. It was, it was really overwhelming. It, mm. it, demonstrated, I think, what a lot of people have felt during this period. Freedom Day, as we talk about it, uh, which is coming up soon, we hope, um, is, is hugely important for people's uh, uh, morale, really important for, the, for their mental health. Um, and I believe that people um, can't wait to get back to spending time with people. That's what we like to do. We like to engage. We like to spend time. Uh, it's all very well you and I have a conversation over, over Zoom here now. Um, but the reality is I'd much rather be doing this over a cup of tea with you in the room, you know, yeah, and yeah. get the opportunity to have a proper chat. So long-winded answer to your question there, but, it, you know, I think it's affected everyone and um, I've been very fortunate. Hey, the aim of this podcast is to delve deeper into some of the more testing times and setbacks that come along in life. Uh, other than the pandemic, what would you say have been some of the challenges you've had to overcome in your personal life or career in general that will always sort of stay with you? I think in life you learn from everyone and you, you learn all the time. Um, I think my general philosophy is to, to work hard. I think um, to be successful in any business or in life, you, you have to work hard. Um, and you have to work hard at not just your business, but more importantly, your relationships you know, with your friends, your family, uh, your loved ones. Um, it, it's, it's about putting energy into every aspect of your life. Um, I, I'm a dyslexic. I, I wouldn't describe that necessarily as, as something that's held me back. Um, I found out I was dyslexic, dyslexic quite young. I was probably about seven or eight years old. Um, I think my reading age at the time was equivalent to about a four-year-old. It was pretty poor. Um, but by diagnosing that particular problem earlier, um, I was able to basically do something about it. And, uh, and God, Microsoft came along. And uh, whilst I'm a little bit word blind and things take me a little bit longer, um, and I find it quite difficult, interesting enough, um, doing uh, chats like this. Um, it, it's one of those things you live, learn to live with and you just get on with it. Um, 
I'm told dyslexia that also think differently, you know, because some of the kind of ways in which we are wired, and we tend to think a little bit differently to people who don't have dyslexia. What happens with life? It's the old adage, isn't it? You know, what doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't kill you. Basically, you, you learn from and you, you know, you, you develop new compensation techniques. And you also actually surround yourself with people who are really good in spaces that you know you're not. So yeah. I think one of the things I always say to people is you know, recognize strengths. Um, don't worry about too much about the, the areas of weakness. You know, people are very keen to try and say, oh, you've got to spend ages trying to address your weaknesses in life, whatever it happens to be. Uh, play to your strengths. You know, yeah. some people are not academic, but they're brilliant um, when it comes to um, engaging with people. You know, they're friendly. They, they, they light up the room. They're energy people. Um, you know, they're fantastic people. They're people you want to be around. Yeah. Uh, so it's, 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 life is broad. And mm. we all need to play our part and we all need to play to our strengths. Um, but all I would say is never feel that you are different, just that you are good at some things that other people aren't. And there'll be other areas where you're weaker um, and just play to your strengths. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree with that. Um, so talking to fantastic people, uh, we've spoken to a lot of people recently and one common theme is that family is a massive part of what they have achieved or currently set out to do. So talk to us about, your support network and how the important people in your life have had that effect on you? At the end of the day, family drives, um, drives ambition, I believe. Um, and I think um, once you've got that personal ambition, et cetera, um, what's it all about? You know, at the end of the day, you know, we, we will leave uh, this earth and you know, we'll have been here. But legacy is about, I think, um, people you leave behind, relationships you have. I'm very fortunate. I've got a, a loving wife, three fantastic children. Um, they're all very different in their own way. Uh, but friends I was at school with when I was six years old are still my friends today. Um, I'm very fortunate in that respect. Uh, my grandmother is, is still with me. Can you believe it? Um, I'm 57 this year. She turned 100 last week. You know, she's just a mine of information, um, mentally incredibly astute and very much as the matriarch of the family. So um, I've learned from her. I've learned from my own mother. Um, sadly, lost my father when he was uh, relatively young. He was 58. And so obviously I miss him desperately. Um, yeah. We had a close, close relationship. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's for me, it's about family and friends. I yeah. don't tend to differentiate. I mean, obviously your family is your bloodline, um, but I have friends that I actually love every bit as much as I do my family. Mm. Yeah. I think it's that sort of famous sort of saying that you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. And if you know, your friends are essentially your family, then, that's, that's a great thing to have. Um, but away from the world of work, uh, what do you like to get up to and what are your sort of passions or hobbies in life? Hobbies in life? Um, I try and make time for some hobbies and um, things that kind of really enjoy are um, obviously my friends. We like to entertain, um, particularly that's one of the reasons we moved because we wanted to be able to have people up and, and entertain more. Um, and uh, I really enjoy family holidays. You know, of course I do. I love going away. I love traveling. Um, again, it's about meeting new people, new cultures. Um, my father, my grandfather were both in the motor trade and I sort of grew up around cars. So I like um, British classic cars. I've got a, a couple of old um, 1960s um, Austin Healey Sprites. Um, yep. That's the one that's particularly valuable. Squeeze <laughs> <laughs> into it somehow. But I, I, I love, sort of, uh, I'm not very good at tinkering with them. I can tell you what's wrong with them. I'm actually hopeless at actually doing anything about fixing them. So, uh, uh, again, I surround myself with people who know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I love the cars. Um, I love entertainment, and I, and I love spending time with my family and friends. Yeah, so I think there will be many people out there who will be interested to see the progress of Ultimate Travel Club over the next few months and years. But what does the overall big picture look like for you personally in terms of plans and achievements for the future? So the immediate um, plans are to launch uh, in September. Um, we've been um, fortunate we've had the support of a number of founder members who have joined us and we've still got a few founder memberships left by they get um, three years worth of membership for less. Um, but we're also using both our founder members and um, those people have waitlisted. So if people are interested in the concept, they can go onto the website and just put their names down for a waitlist. And if they do that, um, there's no obligation on them to join. If they do join, we'll put 50 pounds in their travel account. Um, so they've got some money to spend from day one. Um, so September's our launch. Um, between now and September, I'm hoping that we um, get a significant number of people on the wait list. I'm hoping that we basically um, get the technical side of our business sorted. So at the moment, we are integrating the technology from the website to the app that we'll be developing uh, to the clubhouse where our members will be able to go and access um, the prices and uh, purchase their, their, um, their holidays and, and so forth. So that technical um, side is something, again, I um, shy away from and bring brilliant people in to do that for us. So that's, that's happening as we speak. Um, our marketing is gearing up over the next few months. Um, and then from September, we'll be out there welcoming people to the club um, and building a club around them. And we're, we're very concerned and very want to make sure that actually at the heart of our proposition is it is a club. It's a club run for members. Um, and we want to make sure the members are very much involved in the products and, and the propositions that we develop. So we're doing that together. So we'll be actively um, researching and talking to them, um, checking in with them. And when it comes to looking at some of the benefits that we can offer outside of travel, we'll be testing over the next few weeks um, other products and services that we can build into our proposition. Yeah, well, well, best of luck with it. Obviously, the uh, the launch is obviously in September 2021, as you say. Um, but especially after, you know, the the debacle of COVID and you know people not being able to get out and uh, travel and you know just have a holiday here and there uh, is is going to be something for everyone to look forward to. So um, yeah, if if everyone's listening, then please make sure you go and uh, follow the movement of Ultimate Travel Club. Um, but Stephen, it's been a pleasure to learn more about Ultimate Travel Club and your stories behind the brands you have been successfully involved with but unfortunately we have to come to an end but before we do perhaps you'd like to tell our listeners where they can find the club and how they can access it before and after launch okay so just go into um, any search engine google whatever and uh, type in ultimate travel club um, the email address is www.travelclub.com that's ultimate travel club one word.com um, and you'll also find details about our founder memberships there um, but join the wait list and come on the journey with us um, and uh, hopefully we can bring back travel better together. Great. Well, thanks to Stephen for giving us his time and joining us for today's episode. Make sure you give us some love on the socials and listen to all our previous episodes wherever you get your podcast from. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you Mr. Stephen Knight. So that's it for this episode of People Behind Brands. I'd love to hear from you all, so if you want to get in touch, follow us on our social media platforms. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to our exclusive content now. Join us next time for a brand new guest on the podcast as we explore yet more life lessons from the world of business. We'll see you soon. Ta-da!